The Productive Woman, Episode 58. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thank you for joining me. In this episode, I'm really pleased to share with you my conversation with lawyer, author, and mom, Leanne Guzman, who shared her thoughts on balancing a professional life, personal dreams, and a family you love. You'll find information about Leanne and links to the tools she recommends and the various ways you can connect with her online in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 58. And now let's get right into my conversation with Leanne. I'm really excited today to introduce to the Productive Woman listeners, Leanne Guzman. Leanne is a lawyer, a wife, a mother of three, a writer, and a speaker, and uh, she has a lot to say about uh, a journey towards making a life that matters. I'm looking forward to hearing what she has to say about that. So welcome, Leanne. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, you know, you and I were talking just before we started recording about the fact that we met several years ago on the on sort of opposite sides of a of a real estate deal. Yes. Yeah. Uh, because a long time ago. Yeah, a long time ago, <laughs> and uh, we didn't. I don't think we worked together a lot, did we? I mean, no, we a- really didn't. And then I ran across your name on Facebook and a mutual page that we both liked, and I thought that name sounds familiar. And <laughs> looked you up, and <laughs> yeah, and, and I was like, yeah, it is her. Yeah, and the rest is history. And so, That's right. I'm really glad we've reconnected and uh, we've traded some messages and emails back and forth. And I just thought you'd be such a great person to uh, to chat with about some of these things because you are like me and like a lot of of my listeners, um, trying to juggle more than one thing, a a professional career, a family, and other interests. And so I want to talk about some of that uh, and some of the kind of cool things that you're doing. But I always like to start first by setting some context and uh, and talking a little bit about how you manage your own busy life, if that's all right with you. Sure, absolutely. And so to give a little context so listeners kind of know where you're coming from, can you tell us uh, just a little bit about if there is such a thing, what's a, what's a typical day like for you? Well, um, I'll tell you, I don't know if there is a typical day. You know, everything uh, gets thrown at you and from different directions when you have as many things as all of us juggle. But uh, I will say over the last couple of weeks, I've actually started something new, which I thought I would never, ever, ever do. And that is I have been getting up early to exercise. <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a shock to me. I mean, it's I always said whoever does that gets up early to exercise is crazy. And then I thought, you know, I haven't been able to fit it into my schedule at any other time. This is important. And it's not just for, you know, of course, all of us would like to lose a few pounds probably. But, it, you know, exercise does so much more for you. And you want to talk about something that can help you be productive. I mean, it really can because, you know, everybody knows all the benefits to it. I mean, it helps clear your mind. It helps your stress. It helps. And, and 
I, there's really something about getting up early and doing it first thing that I actually enjoyed. I was shocked <laughs> that I liked it. But um, so I do that about three to four times a week. I don't do it every day. Um, and I get up early about 5.30, 5.45, and I just go, uh, I'm actually trying to train for a 5K, so I go and do that. Um, I use an app for that just to kind of, you know, remind me when I'm supposed to jog for a minute and then walk for a minute. And um, so I'm enjoying that. And there's also uh, sort of a benefit that you feel like you've already done something productive. You know, yeah. it's like, wow, I've, I've been productive already today. And then, you know, I come back and um, get the kids, get myself ready, get the kids ready out the door. And then most mornings we do carpool. I have a great friend here that actually lives in my neighborhood. It's a huge blessing. And so we we do carpool. Um, we both have kids at the middle school and at the elementary school. So it helps. One of us goes to one school. The other goes to the other school. So then head to work. And um, I work, uh, of course, all day. Come home, get the kids picked up and start dinner, homework and um then we try to put the kids to bed at a decent time. And this may sound sad to your listeners, but actually it's it's not sad to us. But my husband and I, our sort of quality time is we actually watch Netflix together. <laughs> <laughs> we, for, we're very fortunate that we like a lot of the same shows. So that's kind of our connection. And it's funny because if we go for very many days without doing it, it's like, man, I feel like we haven't really connected with each other. So we haven't <laughs> been able to watch our shows together. So we usually watch, you know, one day. And then yeah, head to bed. I usually try to read something before I go to bed just to kind of calm my mind down. And that's kind of a typical day around here. It's crazy and busy, but I wouldn't trade it for anything. Yeah. And you have you have three kids? I do. I have a 12-year-old, an 8-year-old, and a 6-year-old. And the two oldest are girls and the youngest is a boy. So we've got a little bit of everything in the mix right now. Those are great ages. I, you know, speaking from the perspective of one whose kids are grown and gone, it is, although it brings its own new set of challenges, it's a great thing when you finally have your oldest finally gets that driver's license. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. It's well, always, I, I see I am. I don't know. When she does, I'll probably have a heart attack. <laughs> well, it's a little nerve wracking. But on the other hand, once you get comfortable with I, I was fortunate. My oldest was a very responsible type anyway. But, you know, one of the it was part of the deal that, you know, you get to have a driver's license. I'm paying for the gas. You get to use my car you got to drive your siblings places or, or yeah. go to the grocery store for me or do some things like that. So it was a huge help. Yeah. Something to look forward to. Yes. Um, before I forget, you mentioned that you use an app um, for your runs. Yes. Is that what it is? What, yes. what's, what's the app? Well, I've done two. Uh, the first time I, I did this, um, it was last year, and I did C25K. And that one works well. At this time, though, I tried a different one. I read a ton of reviews and spent a lot of time researching it. And you're going to laugh, but I it's actually the zombie running app, which I'm not huge on that genre or anything. I mean, I don't watch Walking Dead or, or anything like that. But um, a lot of the people said the same thing. I'm not into that genre, but there's something it kind of sparks the creativity side of your brain and it makes you feel a little bit like you're part of a story. And it has the added benefit, and I have found this to be true so far, it actually starts you out a little bit slower. Mm. And even though the other one, the C25K, is couch to 5K, the first time I tried that one, I was like, those people obviously have not spent as much time on the couch as I have <laughs> because they are making me run way too much at the start. This one starts you off a little slower, which I really appreciated. So um, if you're if you're listening and you're kind of a creative type and you like a story or maybe you do like the zombie genre, I'd, I'd highly recommend that app. 
So is the idea that the zombies are chasing you and that's what yeah. you're... <laughs> yeah, so far I'm in the training program to be a runner. And then one day I had to go out and collect a weapon and come back to base camp. So it's... Oh, that's <laughs> hilarious. I'm going to have to yeah. look for that. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've talked a little bit about, obviously, with three kids at different ages and your job and, and some of the other things you do in terms of writing and speaking and stuff, you've got a lot going on. Um what are some of the, maybe some of your, the biggest challenges f- for you when it comes to managing your life? And, and by that, I mean, you know, for some of us, it's ma- juggling all the things and managing our time. For some of it's, it, us, it's um, organizing our stuff and keeping our home or our office. Uh, you know, everybody, for some, it's saying no. You know, we all have different things that are kind of challenges for us. Are, are there any things that come to mind that are, that you, Uh, you know, that you see as challenges to you that you're working on or? Yeah, I would say there's probably three uh, that I can think of. Uh, One is just keeping my papers organized. I I am, that's such a struggle for me. At work, I have an assistant. Um, Shout out to Priscilla, who keeps me straight at work. Unfortunately, Priscilla does not come home with me and she does not help me with, you know, anybody that has kids in school knows they come home with so many papers and uh, you got to keep track of who needs to be where and what form needs to be turned in at what time. And so that's been a challenge. Um, this year, what I'm, I've started the school year off doing something a little differently. I'm really trying to use Evernote for those mm-hmm. and capturing pictures of them. Each kid has a notebook in Evernote for specifically for school. And just I'm I'm going to try that and see that way I don't have to worry about where did I put that paper and if you know all else feels I can print out another copy of it and and send it in when when I need to do that and so that I, I'm giving that a shot and see how that works it's a little early to tell but as long as I actually follow that system and and take pictures you know every day then I think we'll keep on top of that hopefully a little bit better. Um, Oh, uh, the second thing I would say is probably, and, and you know, this kind of goes a little bit deeper than than just keeping papers organized. But I would say, you know, it, it's it's easy to get overwhelmed sometimes, and and when you hit sort of a wall, what I and everybody's personality is a little differently, it, a little, little different and handles it differently. But what I tend to do is kind of come to a point of inertia. I, you know, you just have so much going on, so many different demands on your time and your energy. And I get a really bad case of the, you know, I just, I don't want to, you know, and, and yeah. it can be just for the most simple of tasks, you know, dinner. Sometimes if if we've been through a, a rough week in terms of time and, and schedules, I, I just, I, I have time to cook dinner. I don't want to cook dinner. And, and dinner is actually a very important thing for us and our family. We really try to have dinner together as a family around a table, the traditional way, as much as possible. And, uh, you know, when you kind of get to that point, you just say, I, I, you know, I don't want to. And I, I've heard you talk about this on your podcast. And I'm a huge believer in giving yourself grace and, and that kind of a thing. But I have also come to the point where I was giving myself a little too much, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when you kind of have to rally back and say, okay, you know, I'm, I might have been letting a few too many things go. But, uh, you know, I think a lot of people struggle with that where, where yeah. they just kind of hit the wall. Yeah, you know, and, and the hard thing, I think, at least for me, is knowing, all right, at what point, some days 
I I just give in to it, and it's like sit on the sit on the chair with you know a tub of Hagen Dazs and watch something <laughs> stupid on TV, and and not do any of the things that are on the yes. list at least for a while, because yeah. whether you know, especially if it's one of those days at the office where I come home and I'm brain dead, yes, um, you know, yeah, yeah. Or, but but it how long do you know how many t- days in a row can you exactly. do that <laughs> before exactly. everything really falls apart really falls apart that is and so true. you know for me it, it it's a similar thing for for getting exercise mm-hmm. it's i don't like to exercise i like to have exercised <laughs> Yeah, um, I, I understand I, that. <laughs> yeah, you know, and so it's really easy for me to find a reason why, I, you know, I'm just exhausted or I'm not feeling very good or I've got this other thing I need to do and I'm just going to take tonight off. Yeah. yeah. And if I let myself miss uh, two days in a row, I'm probably done for a week. Yep. You yeah. know, and so... Uh, I, I'm really having to sort of get back on the bandwagon of doing that more regularly because I, I let my, you know, I let that discipline go for a while and I just don't like how I feel when I'm, mm-hmm. you know, so anyway, and you said and then, there was a third. Yeah. And the third one is also kind of a deeper one and that is, um, asking for help. Mm-hmm. I think that probably a lot of us who are listening to a podcast called the productive woman have, uh, has, have the kind of personality where you, you're a doer and you like to do things yourself and yeah. you probably prefer the way you do them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, and it's hard to ask for help. And, uh, you know, I've I, having three kids really, that was really hammered out of me. I think, um, you know, having infants three different times and still being a, a working mother and, uh, you know, early on in my career, I just didn't ask for help at all. But I've certainly gotten to the point where I'm willing to. I do not enjoy it. I don't like asking for help, but I, there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, it, it, I don't even like, I mean, this sounds crazy, but I really don't even like asking for help for my husband. And I have an incredibly supportive husband who's, you know, always willing to help if I ask. But it's just, and sometimes, honestly, it doesn't even occur to me to ask for help. Yeah. I just feel like I have this long list of things to do. They are on my list. And so I need to get them done. And and so the art of delegation, the art of asking for help, that, that can be a challenge as well. Yeah. I, I, that's something I have struggled with on and off in my career even. I mean, I have, I have an assistant who mm-hmm. um, can do things for me, but I, I would find myself, you know, if it's uh, typing up a letter myself, just because I'm neurotic and there's a certain way I like it laid out and I feel kind of dumb telling her, no, I actually want it done this way. And I, I want you to say sincerely and not yours very truly or whatever, right. you know, whatever the thing is, but you get to a certain point. I think we all have to, where we look at ourselves and say, am I going to run myself into the ground? And then what, then what good am I to anybody? Right. Uh, you know, what are the things that I need to be doing and can I let go? Uh, and I was the same way early on uh, when my kids were younger. I'm, I like to wash the dishes a certain way. And mm-hmm. I had to just, um, you know, teach them how to do it and then leave the room and let them do it. Because, yes. you know, otherwise, I, I, I find myself in there taking it away from them saying, no, 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 there's, you know, they're supposed to be done in this order and stacked in this place. Well, yes, I'm a little guilty of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
so, you know, uh, it's a lesson I think we all have to learn if we're going to stay sane or That's right. at, at least appear to be sane. Um, well, I'm, I'm a huge believer in, in community and connection. And that's something I think that we can also tend to neglect mm-hmm. as busy women the connection with other women, the connection with our community, whatever that may be, whether that's your, your faith community or your friends, the friendships that you have or your other family members. And part of that connection is allowing them into your life mm-hmm. and um, allowing them to use the gifts that they have. I mean, I may not be good at whatever. Maybe I'm not good at crafts. Okay. My yeah. children have a project that require crafting. No, that's just not going <laughs> to, it's not going to look good if I, help. I'll get my checkbook out. <laughs> exactly. But I have friends who are awesome yeah. at that. And so, you know, it, it helps them to feel needed and to feel appreciated even when you do allow them to use those gifts and talents that they have. So yeah. it's just part of being a part of a, a, a bigger community, I think. Oh, I, I think that's so true. And, you know, it was one of the reasons uh, kind of that I, that I launched this podcast in the first place was that I, I have seen over the years how, how many women, and I'm one of them, you know, we, we try to, we have all our things that we're doing and we try to kind of hold it all together and we feel like we need to do all these things and do them well. And if we're struggling, you know, we look around and we see everybody else seems to have it all together because of course we always compare our insides to their outsides. Yeah. You think there must be something wrong with me. So there's something wrong with me. So I (laughs) better not let them see it. Right. I better keep that, you know, keep the facade up, keep that wall up. And uh, otherwise they're not going to like me. They're going to judge me. And uh, because I'm the only one that's struggling this with this, whatever this is. And uh, over the years, one of the advantages, I guess, of getting to be a woman of a certain age, as I say, <laughs> is I've, I've talked to enough people, I've seen enough things to realize, you know what, I'm not the only one. We're all struggling right. with some of this stuff. Absolutely. And, and if we are all pretending, uh, you know, trying to keep that facade up, then we can't we that isolates us from each other and we yes. can't ever be any kind of support either give or receive any kind of support and and right. part of the purpose of the productive woman podcast is to sort of let's let those those facades down let's be who we really are let's you know not wallow around uh, woe is me because uh, that that's not it either but but let's all just say you know what I don't have all the answers I've got a couple of things that sort of work for me and if you've got a couple things that work for you let's hear what those are let's share those and if we all put our heads together we can come up with ways to to make our lives work better and and yes uh, Yeah, I think that kind of thing is so important. I mean, I I don't think any of us really enjoy being vulnerable, but really that's the, we experience life through relationships and that's true in your business and that's true in your personal life. And the only way to do that is to have at least some measure of vulnerability. So it's as hard as it is. And, you know, I'm, I'm talking to myself right now, as hard as it is, that's really where you're going to enjoy life the most and, and live the best life that you can. Yeah, I agree. So, okay, so you've shared some of those challenges, and I think, you know, those those all resonated with me. <laughs> I, I, I hear you on those. Are there any particular 
uh, you know, on the, the issue of helping each other out with ideas, any particular tools that you like or resources that you recommend for managing your time, your space, your stuff? I mean, you mentioned Evernote, which, uh, you know, I've talked about that on the show. My, uh, everything, I, that's my external brain. I, yes. You know, yeah. I keep so much stuff in there. Other, other tools that you use or, or resources that you like for these sorts of things? Yeah, I think, um, uh, actually you introduced me to one, um, and that was the focus at will. I really mm. like that. I've been using that so that I can, when I actually have time to be productive, it helps me to really focus yeah. and, um, kind of tune everything else out and just be able to focus on whatever, whatever I'm doing, because you can have all the best systems in the world, but if you don't work them, yeah. <laughs> then, you know, it's all for naught. So, um, so I use that one. Uh, of course my, I love living in an age where we can walk around with a super powerful computer in our hands. So uh, my iPhone is just, it's, it's sort of my lifeline. I've got, you know, I've, I've got several different email accounts for several different things and they all come to one place. And that really helps me even, you know, to be able to just thumb through and see where everything is at once. Um, I do use the Evernote in terms of, um, in terms of my writing, uh, I use Evernote primarily for uh, kind of the the more business side of things more than u- using it for note taking. Um, I use the notes function on my iPhone to actually jot down little ideas. Just more that's more for just threads. That's not for any actual work. It's just okay. Right. I don't want to forget this idea that I've got. Uh, I use the reminders like crazy and on my iPhone because one of the things I like about it is that it will. Um, it will remind you at a place. And mm-hmm. so a lot of times, you know, I'm, if I need to remember to do something, as soon as I get home, I'll, I'll set it so that it will remind me when I come home. Um, even just simple things, because this is just my, when your brain is so full, you know, uh, product, people who are productivity experts will, you know, and I've heard you talk about this as well, you got to get it out of the brain <laughs> into, into something else. So uh, even something as simple as I kept forgetting to get my car charger out of our other car, and it was driving me crazy. So finally, I was I thought, this is such a simple thing, but I'm just going to put it in my reminders. To, and as soon as I get home, it will go off. And sure enough, it did. And I got I thought, why did I make that such a, a big deal? It could have just been such a simple thing. But isn't isn't it funny, though? And that's that that is such a cool feature of, mm-hmm. of that, you know, those sort of geo centric kinds of reminders. I've, I've done the same thing with, uh, telling it to remind me to do a certain thing when I get to the office. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's very handy. Um, and then I think that it's all pretty well in Google docs. I use Google docs for the actual writing that I do. I, I prefer to work in word just because I got used to that at our office. That's what we use. And, um, but it, I, I need the cloud. I need the, I need my stuff accessible no matter where I go. So I do a lot of drafting in, in uh, Google Docs just so I can keep track of where everything is. So those are the, those are the tools that I use. And then I, I would say one other tool, which is not really exactly necessarily a, a, what you might call a tool, but I think is very important, and that is to get away and have breaks. Um, I just went on a week-long vacation, so I can kind of speak to this. I, I didn't even feel like I needed a break. I mean, I felt like things were going fine, but then after being away for a week, and of course you can't ever completely unplug. I mean, I know you understand that as an attorney, but, um, but I, I, you know, I did a pretty good job of not working too much and I, um, came back and I was just so much, uh, more relaxed and 
really was able to be very productive when I came back and just had that energy level that I didn't realize was depleted until I felt it coming back. So, you know, I don't think people should discount getting away and taking a good break. I mean, it really helps. Yeah. And it's such a hard thing to do. I mean, it, it, it's funny because I mean, this, this week's episode, the episode I just did of the productive woman was sort of about that. When, when do you, how do you know when to quit? And we just, we don't, you get so used to working um, at a certain pace or whatever all the time that you forget what it feels like to just take a breath and relax. Yes. Yes, you know? exactly. And I, you know, my husband's pretty good about, um, you know, if I, if I come from the office where things have been kind of going and blowing all day and I come into the house and I'm kind of still on a mission and he, he's pretty good at sort of saying, you know, dial it down counselor. <laughs> You're not yeah. at the office anymore. You take a breath. And I was like, Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. But yeah, that uh, Mike and I actually just got out of town um, this past weekend, just went up to Seattle for a couple, just for the weekend. And and uh, we were both so tired that there was lots of sleeping involved. Hey, <laughs> you know what? That's okay. You know, I can remember the vacation that we, t- uh, my husband and I took after I took the bar, which has, you know, mm-hmm. been like 15 years ago now. But I still count that as one of the best vacations ever because we took a cruise. We'd never done mm-hmm. a cruise before. And we had um, this room with no windows. We got just like a cheap room, state room in, in the interior. But it was great that it had no windows because you could go and take the best naps in there. And we did. I just slept and slept and slept. So I completely understand the sleeping vacation is not all bad. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, I'm not much of one to do, you know, if I go on a vacation with a, an agenda and lots of things to do. And I suppose that would seem really boring to most people. But my idea of a perfect vacation is somewhere where I can sit and read and fall asleep whenever I want yes. to. And I don't have to be any, you know, because I, I'm not sure, you know, how it is for you working where you work because you're not at a firm. But for me, I live my life in six minute increments and <laughs> yes. I have to always be aware of what time it is and how much time I'm spending on tasks and have to be certain places at certain times. And so vacation, I, I don't want to have to be anywhere at any particular time. So I'm probably not the one to sign up to go, you know, on some guided tour or something. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. So, but you know, you, you got to know yourself and know what works for you and what exactly. helps you relax and sort of recreate. And so I wanted to talk just a little bit about some of the other stuff that you do besides your work as a lawyer and your mom stuff. You are also a writer and a speaker. Can yes. you tell me a little bit about that? Sure. I have um, written two books. One is out. One will be out at the end of September. And um, they're both devotionals for women. They are for uh, 31 days long. And they're very short because I tried to write a book that I would read. And, I, you know, and in terms of, of spending time, you know, unfortunately, sometimes it's hard to prioritize spending a lot of time on something like your faith, if you do, if you do go to church, or if you, you know, whatever your faith tradition may be, it's hard to prioritize that. And that can that, you know, if you do have faith, that's actually should be the most important thing and pretty much top of your priority list. But as you just said, on a different topic, you have to know yourself and you have to give yourself some space and some grace on that. And so this is these, they're very short, you can read it in just a few minutes. And um, the first one is called uh, Women of Blessing, 
31 days of flowing in the favor of God. And it's a lot about uh, how we're blessed to be a blessing. And, um, you know, part of the thing that I want to do with these books is just to kind of take a general topic and kind of delve deeply into it each day as much as you can in, in a few minutes and just uh, help help us to focus on whatever that issue is. And so for this one, it's the blessings. And so I I hope that if someone were to read the book after 31 days, they would really have spent a lot of time every day, or, you know, I think all of us know it probably wouldn't be every day. It may take you a good 40 to 60 days to read through the 31 day. I'm not going to judge if you miss some days, (laughs) Um, but you will really have focused on what blessings do I have in my life that I can then turn around and bless someone else with? Because that's really why we have what we have. And I'm not just talking about tangible things. I'm talking about intangible as well. You know, whatever gifts you have, are you placing yourself in in a place where you can allow that to flow through you to other people? Because kind of going back to the connection thing that there's hardly anything in life that feels more, um, I'm not sure what word to use, but, uh, you really feel like you're, well, it's part of your purpose. I mean, yeah. really, you, if, if you're using those gifts and talents and you're using them to help others, then, you know, that there's nothing that can beat that feeling. And then the, the one that's coming out at the end of this month is called um, Strong and of Good Courage. And that's 31 Days um, of Spiritual Warfare. And that's mainly just about the battles that we face. We, it it, it kind of goes through some um, scriptural tips at the beginning, but then at the end, it really talks about specific battles that all of us face, you know, and in fact, one of them is about feeling disconnected Mm and, uh, you know, anxiety or worry, or it really tries to hit on, I'm a pretty practical person. So it's got some really practical tips in there. And then in the spring, I'm very excited about this. I'm taking Women of Blessing, and I'm rewriting each day to be geared towards preteens and teens, which I have a 12-year-old daughter. So I've kind of got the greatest beta reader in the world. I've got one living with me, and she's already helping me out on it. But um, because I, I think if you can learn at a young age to look around and realize how blessed you are, uh, wow, you'll be way ahead of the curve from a lot of us because, uh, you know, it's easy to take things for granted. So I'm, I'm really excited about that one as well. I, I, I can't wait to get that one out and that will probably be spring. Yeah. I mean, I, I have found that being aware, being really conscious of the blessings you have in your life and being grateful for those things is a, a huge key to just being a happy person. Absolutely. Yeah. I tend to uh, be by nature, somewhat by training, you know, as a lawyer to always, to easily see what's wrong, what needs to be fixed. Yes. And it's something I've been working on for the last couple of years to really, you know, okay, yeah, I, I get paid all day to think of what can go wrong and, and paper around that to, you mm-hmm. know. To I get mit- paid to worry. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I get paid yeah. to worry. Yeah, to mitigate those risks. But first you have to know what the risks are. And I have to intentionally take that step back in, you know, in my own life. And instead of trying to fix things or seeing what's not quite right, look around and see, wow. I have so much to be grateful for. And it really does change your perspective on life. It doesn't, it's not Pollyanna. It's not ignoring the things that maybe aren't as great with, if you've got somebody sick in the family or, or whatever those things are, you're not pretending those aren't there, but uh, really being more conscious of, of the great blessings that we have and being thankful for those things can, it, it just changes 
the perspective entirely. Absolutely. And perspective is so much, you know, in terms of your attitude in your life. And I don't think that I'm a naturally positive person. I think that's why I'm well suited to be paid to worry. Mm -hmm. But I have learned the hard way through a lot of different things in my life that there really is a silver lining in everything you go through. You can find something good in everything. And that's a strong statement. But I, you know, I think... Anybody that's been through some tough times can, if they were really honest and, and looked hard enough, could say, yes, there was some good that came out of that. Not that it was a good thing, but that right. there was some good that came from it. So uh, absolutely, you know, yeah. counting those blessings and being intentional with it can, can make a huge change in your life. Yeah. And that, that's somebody, I can't even remember who first said to me, somebody, somebody older that I knew who said, basically, every day above ground is a good one. (laughs) (laughs) You know, if nothing else, (laughs) you're still breathing. So that's something to be grateful for. Well, you do so much. I mean, how do you make the time to do the writing when you've got a full-time career and you've got kids who have activities and who need your time and attention and a husband that you love and want to spend time with and your church commitments and all that? How, How do you... How do you do that? How do you do well, all that? Well, I think number one is prioritize. I mean, you, I, I have no problem saying no. Hmm. I, well, I say I have no I, I can say no without problem, but I, I do kind of feel sorrow over having to say no. There's a lot of activities I would love to be a part of, a lot of charities I'd love to be a volunteer for, and you know, a lot of people I like to help out. But the, I, I have to look at what my core responsibilities are. My core responsibilities are my children and my family and my job and, you know, for me, my relationship with God. Uh, attend, church attendance is very important, but you can, you could, if you're a willing person, you can definitely get sucked into the mm-hmm. helping every time they say yes. And you just kind of have to step back and say, what is, what, what am I, you know, supposed to do? What am I meant to do? And um, what are my gifts? I mean, when a church, and I am, I'm in leadership in the church, so I understand this, and I have to try to kind of guard against this, to doing it to other people. But just because they're a willing person doesn't necessarily mean they're the best person for the job. And so I, I've been in those positions where I'm a willing person, but I'm not the best person for the job. And, you know, children's ministry may be uh, ex- <laughs> exhibit A in that I love my own kids. Well, most of the time I love my own kids. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I, listen, I will tell you, having raised five kids and for years, I was home with all five of them. I homeschooled them and everything else. You know, I love my kids. I'd die for them. But there were days I just wanted to drop kick them out the back door. And so let's not let's not kid ourselves. You know, so I'm, I'm there with you. And, you know, doing things that you're not meant to be doing can be a huge drain on you. So, yeah. and, uh, and you're depriving somebody else of the joy of doing absolutely, it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree with that. So, you know, I, I say no, I prioritize. And um, in terms of the writing, I really, um, I try to, this is how I got the two books finished. I'm going to have to kick into gear with the third one and do the same. I got to where it's just, if I can do something on the book every day. And that may be as simple as rewriting one sentence, or it may, you know, it could be that that turns into a more extended time period. But some days I don't have time to do more than that. I mean, I may be waiting in a line somewhere and I can jump onto Google Docs on my phone. And, you know, I think that my second book was primarily written with my two thumbs because I was doing it on my phone for the most part. And then when I have some some chunks of time, typically 
uh, well, always on the weekends is when I get most of the writing done. I get up earlier than everybody else. And so that's a benefit. Some people are night owls and they stay up after everybody goes to bed, but I, I can't do that. So uh, getting up earlier on the weekends is my sort of my time to write, but it is, it, it's a challenge and it's always a balancing act. And there are lots of times where one thing gets out of whack and then you kind of got to, you know, beat it back into its <laughs> where it needs to be in your life, beat it back into shape. But yeah. It, it is a challenge, but I'm very grateful for all the things that I have on my plate. Yeah. Well, and, and this sort of, you know, what you just said about things getting out of whack, it, it, it kind of leads into the question I always love to a- ask my guests. Uh, this It's a two-parter question. I always know what the a- answer to the first part is, but I, I, it's always interesting to hear uh, to me to hear how people respond to this. And, and the question is, do you ever have a day when it just all gets away from you or you get completely stressed out and overwhelmed? And if you do, what do you do to get back on track? Yeah, absolutely. I, I say, you know, that saying I'm too blessed to be stressed. I don't know who said that yeah. because that's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> it's my, it's my greatest blessings that stress me out the most sometimes and get the, get things out of whack. But, um, you know, I think the way to get back on track is, and I heard your one of your podcasts on the um, getting things done system, mm-hmm. and I, I kind of was doing that without having known really that that existed out there, and somebody had written it down and um, and made it a thing. But you really kind of just have to sit down and take inventory and say, okay, what is on my plate? And and um, of course, the prioritizing is is important. What's on my plate, and kind of the prioritizing of it, uh, process through that. What 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 will it take to get things done um, and get that kind of organized in your mind and then you know you just got to tackle it and uh, I think it goes back to the asking for help and um, who however that may be uh, or disengaging yourself from some things um, you know a, a huge amount of stress is is purely caused by other people's expectations and your fear of not meeting them. And so sometimes that may be, that may require a conversation with those people with those expectations to say, um, okay, this is, we're going to have to change some things. I may not be able to meet that deadline or may not be able to do that thing or, or whatever that is, or I could do it later or do it differently. You know, you've just got to be willing to be humble and say, okay, I I can't, I'm not going to be able to do it that way. Um, or, you know, what can you cut out that's, that's really not necessary? So those are some things that I do. And um, I'm a huge tea junkie. I have that in my bio. I love tea. <laughs> a hot cup of tea cures a lot of ills. So I highly recommend that. Or I guess if you're a coffee drinker, but coffee is yeah. more my, uh, my upper than yeah. <laughs> my calm, my, my calm. So there, my tea is my calm. <laughs> there is something about sitting, sitting down with a cup of hot tea that yes. Takes- yeah, I agree. Well, what's on the horizon for you? You've mentioned you have another book coming out, and and I should ask, can I get links to uh, yes. to put in the show notes to so sure. folks can find those books? Yeah, of course. Well, I've got I've got my website at leanguzman dot com, but they'll probably have to go there to know how to spell that. So I'll definitely get that for you. <laughs> yeah, and so what else? What are uh, you speaking anywhere? What kinds of things do you have on? There? I've got right. one speaking engagement coming up that I'm excited about in um, November. It's for a local chapter here in um, my town of Fort Worth, Texas, for the over forty females, and it's just a that's kind of a networking group for professional women. Um, I, I 
it was funny because I was like, I'm not over 40 yet. I still have a few months until I'm 40. I don't <laughs> want to rush that. But, but I know several of the women that go and attend and, you know, they're just a great group of ladies. So I'm going to be talking kind of, uh, you know, a, a non-religious version of my women of blessing. And it's called, um, the talk will be called the, the power to bless. And, you know, we women hold so much power in our relationships. Yeah. So we'll talk a little bit about that. And I'm excited about that. And then we'll just kind of see what else, um, what else comes up. I, I enjoy talking on, you know, kind of a broad range of subjects. So we'll see what doors open next. Very cool. Well, where, where can people connect with you online? <laughs> I am most active on Facebook. I have a page called Leanne Guzman Author, and um, that's where I post. I kind of curate more than I I post a lot of original stuff. I I like to kind of look around for some inspirational things throughout the week, and then on Sundays I sit down and schedule out um, at least one post a day on that just to uh, get that done for the week. And then, so that usually posts every morning. I am active on it though, even though I schedule the posts, but, um, kind of monitor that and comment with the people there. Uh, I'm kind of on every social media forum, but that's the where, that's where I'm the most active. I have a Twitter, I have a, I just, I'm trying to figure out Periscope, but that's a little, uh, it's a little new one for me. So I'm trying to figure that one out. I've, I've got uh, Pinterest. I am a little active on Pinterest. I've got a board dedicated to a couple of my books that are on there on my personal one. Um, but the best way is definitely Facebook. Okay. And we'll, I'll put links to all those things on the, the show notes for this episode. So people can find your books, can find you if they want to learn more about what you're up to and just connect with you in general. That'd be great. Well, before we go, uh, any last words for the listener who might be, you know, listening to all this and maybe looking for help in getting things done and making a life that matters? Um, I would just say, I guess, you know, my main theme and, and, and sort of everything that I do is about connection. And I would say, don't discount taking time for yourself and finding good people to connect with as a way to be productive. And it may actually seem like it's another to do, but it's really not because when you can find people that will um, feed into, into you and, and pour into you and you can pour into them and people that you can laugh with and support each other. Um, I, I guess what I would say is work on your relationships and friendships because um, when you're happy in that area of your life, that bleeds over into everywhere else. And so um, for all the systems and the apps and the tips, I would hope that all of that is leading you to having closer and better relationships with real people in your mm-hmm. lives. And, and because, again, that's where your, your real life is lived. Great perspective, great, great suggestion, great advice. Thank you so much, Leanne, for taking the time uh, to visit with me tonight. Thank you very much, Laura. I appreciate it. I really appreciate Leanne taking the time from a very busy schedule to share her thoughts with us on how she manages her busy life. And I also really appreciate her perspective on some of the things we talked about. But what do you think? Do you have any questions for Leanne? Was there anything she said that particularly resonated with you that uh, you'd like to comment on? We would love to hear from you. So you can share your questions or your thoughts in a couple of ways. You can go to theproductivewoman.com slash 58 and scroll down to the comments section and leave your questions or comments there. You can also leave a post on the Productive Woman's Facebook page. 
If you want to share your thoughts privately, you can email your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com, or you can leave a voice message by clicking on the button either on the website or on the Productive Woman's Facebook page. If you enjoy the podcast, if you think it's worthwhile and that other women might benefit from it as well, I'd very much appreciate it if you'd take a couple of minutes to rate and review The Productive Woman in iTunes or Stitcher or or both for that matter. There are links to do that in the show notes or you can just go to theproductivewoman.com slash iTunes or slash Stitcher. And those reviews in particular, they do a couple of things. Because of the algorithms used by iTunes and Stitcher in these various services, the more ratings and reviews in particular that you get, the more they sort of promote the show or it bumps it up in their ratings. So it makes it easier for folks to find it. But more than that, the feedback is really just invaluable to me. It helps me know what you're thinking about what I'm doing and whether I'm hitting the mark here. And so I would appreciate your feedback in that way. I want to thank a couple of listeners who've recently left some feedback on the Productive Woman's Facebook page. Rebecca Powell really appreciated episode 57, the last episode about dealing with an unproductive day. She said, it was so helpful and inspiring that I had to listen to it twice. Thank you for a timely and beautiful message. Well, thank you, Rebecca. I I really appreciate that feedback. Also, and forgive me if I get the name pronounced wrong, but it's Shemia, Shemia Fagan, who said uh, on also on the Facebook page, as a fellow attorney and productivity junkie, I love this podcast so much. I never miss an episode. Well, thank you so much. Your listening and letting me know that it's valuable to you just means the world to me. So thank you to both of you. Also a reminder, if you haven't already done so, you can also help me make this show better by taking a few minutes, probably maybe three minutes to respond to the listener survey. You find that at theproductivewoman.com slash survey. And that I think is about it for this episode of The Productive Woman. Thank you for spending this time with me and with Leanne. I really hope that something in this spoke to you and was helpful to you. I hope to hear from you soon, and I really look forward to talking with you next time. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself, and go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.